Y'all ready for this? Is it bad that we just started the same sound effects at the same time? No! <laughs> not at all. No, not at all. I just don't know if there's any new material that we're going to, like, I, Katie and I will just be doing the exact same thing the whole time through, so. <laughs> Pretty much. We've had... Pretty much probably a hundred discussions about this movie so that like nothing is new <laughs> nothing's gonna be new <laughs> no new content all old content maybe some stories that nobody's heard before and probably shouldn't hear i don't know it's gonna be great we'll it's gonna be real out. good it's gonna be good i'm excited <laughs> okay so uh hey everybody i'm katie hi i'm wesley and this is viewing party hey. <laughs> well, we didn't warn you. <laughs> Kate! It's viewing party with Kate! This is my, my cousin Kate is here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hi everybody, welcome to the special August birthday month episode of Viewing Party yeah. with yours truly, Katie, and it's my birthday month! Yay! It's my birthday Whoa! month! Is it my birthday today? Whoa! I don't know. I don't know, I'm not... Well, ha- it could be. Can I? And if it's not, it's your unbirthday. So how very merry unbirthday to me, to me. Yeah. Um. So we have we have my cousin Kate on the podcast via the phones. Say hi. 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 It's gonna be really awkward because I can't see any of your visual cues. So if I butt in like I did earlier, <laughs> we could try to FaceTime you and see if that works. We could try. I don't think it. it's just fine. We're just gonna go glorious awkwardness. <laughs> that's, oh, that's like the subtitle of glorious <laughs> awkwardness. I gotta write that down. Oh, that that would be perfect. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, if FaceTime works, we can give it a whirl. But if not, I'm not gonna worry about it. We we got you on the phone lines. Wait, no. We so don't. oh oh, technical difficulties. Thank God for editing. Hello. It's okay. Okay. Great. Okay, great. I have to move my car. Bill, Kate, handle that before we record. What are you doing? (laughs) Okay, so today we watched The Lord of the Rings. One of Katie's favoritest movies. The Fellowship of the Ring. So, woo! So The Lord of the Rings are my favorite movies ever, ever, ever. Yeah. And this is actually kind of a surprising fun fact for everybody. I like the two towers the most out of all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Because we don't spend a bunch of time establishing the world that Mm -hmm. I'm already very familiar with. And I don't have to be like, oh, no, it's over because it doesn't really have an ending. Like, it still continues. So I like that it's sandwiched right in the middle there's lots of cool stuff. You see, like, newer, prettier places. Mm-hmm. Elijah, Wood is, okay. Elijah Wood is finally, like, over 18 for some of it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, and Gandalf's back. I don't have to watch Gandalf, Gandalf die. Back. Yeah. Spoiler, guys. Really bad. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Gandalf <laughs> dies in this one. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. 
In case you haven't seen Lord of the Rings or know nothing, we're going to spoil it for you right now. It's like 15 years later, so I don't feel bad spoiling for anything. The books have been out no, for so much it's like longer. Fi- it's like 50 years later. It's, yeah, it's yeah. It's like, read it. Like, Please read it. Like, you should right know. now. Like, who are you? We're, we'll wait. We will wait for you to read it right now. We'll oh, take a pause. Uh, That's kind of a while. We'll take a pause. So pause. Oh, Katie. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So I, I have a few books with me, but Katie, I just want to say that I just opened one up, and I found a page from Secret Window. <gasps> oh, no. Um, of which we buried, we burned the book and then buried it um, 13 steps past the left-hand corner of my garage. <laughs> well, you buried it. I had, okay, so. Yeah, I did. So let's, um, so let's, Kate, let's, tell us a little bit about yourself <laughs> so we can give our audience a little background on who you are and who oh you are to me. <laughs> who am I? Who am I? Who okay, am I? So, um, um, my name is Caitlin. Um, Eichler Waterman. Wait. Uh, I am cousin. Did you hide from me? Thomas. Did no, you hide from I'm going uh, to soon. If my brother marries a girl that he might or may or may not be dating right now, then I'm going to hype in my name because her name is my name. And we have too many Katie's in the family, <laughs> and I want my maiden. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, that's awesome. Uh, I'm proud well, of you. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's a whole big story. So maybe, I, maybe um, I'll add your last name. The family of Eichler. And like Katie was, <laughs> and um, we—I mean, I don't really remember a time without her. Um, and she's always been like, she's always been like that significant, special person in my life, forever and always. And <laughs> you know, we discovered a lot of things together. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, please don't yeah. go into any detail about what that could possibly mean. Um, so, a little bit, I mean, let's get contextual. So, I was introduced to Lord of the Rings. I mean, like, there is some talk about it in 2001. Um, I didn't know anything about it, even though I was from the kind of family that should know everything about Lord of the Rings C.S. Lewis. Um and basically, I really, like, I was, I, I wasn't sure that I wanted to go see it. I did. I thought it was kind of going to be cool and up my alley. Um, and one of the, like, the, the deciding factor was actually my brother who wanted to take me, but I was feeling sick that one day. And she's like, there's this movie. It's called Lord of the Rings. It's amazing. You're going. And I was like, I don't feel like it. And I'm pretty sure he dragged me off the bed and was like, you're going to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went to um, the movie and I immediately knew that it was like the piece missing inside my soul. Um, <laughs> and I had a lot of trouble, like, like this is not, like truth. I had a lot of trouble like reading again, wasn't into reading. I was like kind of dyslexic. I hated like anything to do with books and like reading. Um, so I got home and I immediately got a hold of a book of Lord of the Rings and read the whole entire thing and then read the next one and then read the next one and then it literally got me into literature and got me into like wanting to be involved in stories and, and delving into stories and delving into the world of Lord of the Rings. So 
and I've not stopped. So, yeah. so Lord of the Rings inspired you to read. That's cool. That's super cool. So I brought a couple. Of, just, yeah. So real quick, I brought a couple books with me just to give us if we need if we need any like contextual backup or support. Um, I brought, of course, the Fellowship of the Rings since you're doing the podcast on that. Yes. Um, it is the one I have about. 10 copies, but this is the only one I'm reading right now because it's paperback and I'm not going to touch the other ones. And then I brought um, Tolkien's The Illustrated Encyclopedia by David Day, which is a fabulous book and everyone should have it and read it at least once a month. Um, And then I brought, to tie it into the movie, I brought The Lord of the Rings, The Art of the Fellowship of the Rings by Gary Russell. To give us a little bit, you know, if there's any, you know, for visuals, and then just to tie together um, the language of Tolkien, Tolkien's Middle Earth by Ruth S. Noel, which for a long time was not honored among the Tolkien community as a factual source, but since she's one of the only written published sources, we're going to take her word for it. We're going to roll with it. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. We do need a picture of all of these wonderful <laughs> Yeah, yes. You need to send us a picture of your, like, <laughs> reference material. <laughs> this is fantastic. We have the uh, the box set of the trilogy and The Hobbit from 1979. Yeah. That belonged to Wesley's father. It's in a shiny gold slipcase. <laughs> and still has my dad's notes in it from 1979. Yeah, we got to look at the notes <laughs> oh, wow. he was taking. He like made notes of what pages important things happened on so he could reference them later when he got confused. <laughs> and it's real cute. <laughs> it's really cute. It's very sweet. It smells really good, you guys. I like there's some good book smell happening. Yeah, there's some really good. We were we were joking around like pretending it was like like we don't know anything about wine, but we were like, oh, this smells like a, a 79, uh, probably from Mansfield. <laughs> I'm getting notes of, um, of uh, teenage angst, possibly. Uh, <laughs> um, beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Kate. Thank you for introducing yourself. So uh, I guess we could just dive right in. Uh, Wesley, do you have a story about your first experience with Lord of the Rings? Because um, it's an experience. It is. I, well, we've had this box set in my house my entire life. Yes. I did not read it until high school when the movies were coming out and people wanted to go see the movie. So I started reading them. But um, I did actually see this movie in the theaters. Man, you lucky. came out. Oh, you're older than me. I was like, how did you manage that? Oh, you're older. Yeah. Oh, hey. Oh, I guess I should probably turn my <laughs> ringer off. Oh, get some God. impossible in the middle of our Tolkien talk. It's fine. I, it's, it's from that group text <laughs> that I'll tell you all about in a moment. Continue. That was really it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you had no, like, big life-altering experience? No. Okay, like, well. Oh, that was fun. Well, <laughs> Well, clearly we did. It didn't touch my life quite as much as it did yours. We have been touched by Frodo. <laughs> uh, well, we wrote fan fiction. So, our fictional selves oh, no. have. Um, do you I, still have any of this fan fiction? Um, Kate, do we still have any of this fan fiction? We have, um, 
I think that we have some in letters. We did have yes. about four or five old notebooks nice. that I think were destroyed at a certain time of embarrassment in our life when we look back at them and we're like, oh my goodness. No one can Like, it was just one of, it was just, it needed to happen, and I regret it ever since, but. Yeah, I, I do. There are letters, there are lots of letters where we would write, like, short stories to each other yes fantastic kate and i both have giant shoe boxes filled with the letters we sent each other over the years that's awesome um we didn't because we so kate and i had always been like the best of friends but there was a there was a time when um you only had free cell phone minutes after 9 p.m yeah and that was also bedtime (laughs) yes So, like, 9 p.m. was also bedtime, so it was, you know, or on the weekends. Yeah. So, we could call each other sometimes, so we Forgot made free a- nights and weekends with I, you know, I really want to sit down. But also, on landline, they had free minutes after the oh. evening, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they on landlines. They were trying to compete with cell phones at the time, I think. Yeah. I remember there was, a, like, a, a phone outside of my room that I could call you on sometimes. But anyways, we, um... Uh, uh, so we wrote each other letters all the yeah. time. I just now I'm thinking about it. Maybe I want to figure out how much money our parents spent on stamps for us. Because <laughs> I feel like there's a there's a lot of money in stamps and like yeah. postage that was poured out. Yeah. Our, parent, our parents were like happy. I was like, hey, I need new stationery and envelopes and stamps. And our parents were like, please. Yeah. Please write letters to each yeah. other. Thank you. Like, they were so happy. But also, I want to note that they were not addressed to Katie and Kate. No. Really. They were addressed to Frodo and, and Samwise. Samwise. Of course they were. We sent Frodo and Samwise letters. I'm Samwise in the relationship, and she's Frodo. Um, yeah. I also, <laughs> so there's a lot of yeah, so there's a lot of letters addressed to Samwise in my closet and That's vice versa. Or we'd make up different names yeah. for each other. Um so yeah, there's a lot of fan fiction in those letters. There is a short film that we made where my little brother was Frodo and the evil baby from college <laughs> oh, was Gollum. Yeah. Of course, evil baby was Gollum. Lord of the Rings. Yes, we made a little That one might be the only the existing one left of our movie. Yeah, we called it Into the West. And, like, yeah, I got, like... With this, with this also grew a huge passion for film and a huge passion for storytelling. Yes. So we were... We this launched like an insane amount of because I think that we thought we could like become best friends with Elijah Wood and remake Lord of the Rings at some point. Yeah, we started Which listening. Might still happen. We started listening to Smashing Pumpkins just because that was his favorite band, and we oh, wanted man. to like understand him better. It was a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It was a. It was so, a... So we there are all these movies, and some of them are lost tragic uh spongebob taping and taped over <laughs> yes, <I won't> yes. <laughs> which is which is really interesting kate because as, like now like we own all the like back seasons of spongebob on dvd <laughs> that's hilarious and it's so upsetting really, I, I can't talk about that right now <laughs> the wound is still really uh raw so. <laughs> yeah they were lost in some there tragic one, the one film is left it's on a high eight tape 
that I don't have a camcorder or a device that can play it back <laughs> and put it on a different device. So one day, I hope to put it on digital form, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Someday, we'll figure that out. We'll, we'll meet. We'll meet an IT man who could figure it out. <laughs> um, Maybe that should be our goal in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. We'll just set a new a new goal for ourselves. So my first experience with Lord of the Rings yes. involved. I alluded to this in another podcast or two. It involved um, a lot of sibling rivalry, mm-hmm. and uh, my mother just. Just trying her best. <laughs> um, so one day, Katie, little Katie, little uh, little like ten year old Katie, was at home sitting at the dining room table, and Robbie, or no, I think he was Rob at that point. He was becoming Rob. Robbie was transitioning into Rob. Oh, man. Um, he was becoming a, he was becoming a young man. His voice was changing, and his <laughs> name was changing. So uh, Robbie, Rob ran. <laughs> Robbie Rob. I knew I knew that I knew that my dad had taken him to go see like some movie. I'd seen commercials for it. And Rob came running into the dining room and like slammed his hand down on the table and he goes, Katie, I just saw Lord of the Rings and it's the greatest movie ever, and you have to or, and he said, and you're not allowed to see it, and then <laughs> ran away. <laughs> and I <laughs> Just sat there and like watched my dad come in and I started tearing up and was like, why am I not allowed to see it? He's like, it's a little too rough for you, sweetheart. And I was like, but I don't understand. Why don't I get to decide for myself? you're 10 years old. So that happened. Somewhere in the next couple of weeks, mom took Hannah and Luke to go see Jimmy Neutron. Because that was also out in theaters at the same time, the Jimmy Neutron movie. And I was like, why don't I get to see a special movie with my parents? And they're like, don't worry, we'll take you. There's, We'll take you to see something. And they never did. Yeah. I was like, I had like severe middle child syndrome in that moment <laughs> of like, oh, they all got to see special movies and I didn't get to see them. So that was my first experience with <laughs> that was my first experience with Lord of the Rings. Flash forward a few months, Lord of the Rings comes out on VHS and DVD. And so I think we bought it. I think my dad bought it. it my dad, my parents did not buy many movies. They're not big movie buyers. They liked to watch a movie once. If they really liked it, they'd watch it a couple other times. Yeah. But we didn't own a ton like it it wasn't the a good right <laughs> it wasn't a great investment that the, like as kids we had some movies mm-hmm. of course that we'd watch all the time but we rented a lot or we'd go to the library all the time like we read a lot of books yeah so the fact that like this movie was immediately purchased was kind of a big deal mm-hmm. so yeah. so i'm so it comes out and rob robbie rob was it vhs or dvd I feel like it was VHS, but I, you know, it's been so long. It, yeah, it could have been. I wore out my first v- Lord of the Rings VHS. You had your VHS on display on a shelf in your room, Kate. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it was above your bed. But I couldn't, it was totally worn out because I watched it like 73, upper of 73 times. Yeah, so. there's a lot of, be kind, please rewind. That was us. When you're past. Tells you that Lord of the like 
is not the Bible, you maybe are taking it too far. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. A little. <laughs> Grandma had to have maybe. that talk with us, too. So, anyways, so we're at home. And we're watching the movie, and Robbie Rob is like, you got to watch it. You're going to love it. And normally when Robbie Rob is like, you got to do something, I'm like, no, you're not the boss of me. But this time, I was like, whatever this Lord of the Rings thing is, I got to see it. I got to know what's going on. Like, it was a big kid movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the closest thing I had seen was the TV edit of Gladiator in a hotel room. <laughs> that was like... That would be kind of on par. That was like... <laughs> like, I was a big girl now. Like... I was ten. I was now like about to be eleven. My bedtime was now ten o'clock instead of nine o'clock. Oh. Like I, it was the big. I was in the big leagues. I'm a, I'm a big girl now. I think my first grown-up movie was uh-huh. Titanic. Oh, girl! My mom <laughs> wouldn't let me watch Titanic. She freaked out. Oh, no. Well, there's reasons for oh, that no. because thing, because I saw Titanic after I had seen Lord of the Rings and King Theoden shot himself. Oh yes, and you I this. freaked out and my mom was like turn it off turn it off now <laughs> like panicking she was probably on the phone with kate's mom and was like oh no oh no my kids anyways so we're there and we're watching it and i'm into it and i'm trying to figure out what's going on and i've never seen anything like this and then gandalf falls to the bell rug and everybody's outside and they're all crying and they're sad and the music is sad and it's slow-mo crying and there's just like handsome grown men weeping openly and I've never experienced anything like this and then suddenly I hear from the computer room which is next to the living room my mom say okay you guys have been in front of the tv for too long go clean your rooms turn it off (laughs) and like I'm like mom mom you don't understand (laughs) mommy dad just died and she's like no he didn't I'm like no but the dad but the wizard guy dad their dad died and she's like it's fine you'll be fine go clean your room you can finish it later so I had to go pause it what a go, place to pause right it right so we had to pause it and go clean our rooms and I think we finished it that night but like my life was changed it was my first a my first experience with like this level of adventure it was my first experience with a main character dying it was my first experience with elijah wood it was my first, <laughs> it was my first experience just like grown men crying and like supporting each other and crying <laughs> and not being like suck it up everybody we're you are better things to do they were like no we're gonna mourn like we're gonna mourn our friend and like it was it was everything. It was everything. It was a missing piece in my world. I was like, things are making sense now. Like, there's something. I, this was, this all came out around the same time that, like, the Harry Potter books were coming out. And I, and, like, I ignored Harry Potter. It wasn't interesting. The Chronicles of Narnia films hadn't come out yet. So, like, not everybody my age was super in, well... No, I was only friends with church kids, so yeah, it was pretty popular, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. Fantasy, but like, fantasy was not something that was widely acknowledged by our age group at that time. Yeah. Even, like, in pop culture then, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was like, okay. oh, it's that, it, like, book no. all the nerds read. Yes. Yeah, it was yeah, super and weird. It, it, it was out, very... It was like, oh, but it's beautiful. And I... Yeah. And it's so... Yeah. And it was not, I mean, and it was not cool... I mean, Lord of the Rings became very big and cool, but it did a lot for um, 
Hannah. Like, it did a lot. It, it really paved yeah. the way for nerds to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> you for can like, be openly nerdy. For, like, sword fighting to happen. Yeah. And did you ever have – so we did this thing in my church called Middle School Madness, and it was, like, VBS for, like, middle schoolers. Oh. So it was, like, cooler and cooler and whatever. <laughs> Their theme in 2003 that summer was Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like, it suddenly was, like, yes, the – it was Kate came from out of state to attend the Lord of the Rings, the Lord of the Rings theme themed like vacation Bible school. I, I still have my T-shirt. It's like one of the only T-shirts that I will not get rid of from that time frame. It still fits, which is great. That's but fantastic. It's um, oh my god! Yeah, there's one lord to rule them all. The <laughs> one, one lord to rule them all. Of course, that's what he was. We tie dyed our shirts and everything. Back at it, like using, um, using the tagline for Sauron. <laughs> for God, it's just kind of, it's just kind of hilarious. We but. didn't have hashtags then, but um, BBS t-shirts. <laughs> So, yeah, so that was kind of our first experience with Lord of the Rings and where we are now. I don't really know. Do we need to recap this movie? Um, this maybe, is... like, the five-minute version. Okay, you... All right, I'm going to have Wesley give no, us the five-minute no. version. I do not know it well enough to give okay. you a five-minute okay. version. All right, I will attempt a five-minute version. This is, the, this is the... Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> okay, me. so... Once upon a... T- okay. <laughs> Um, so there's, okay, so thousands of years ago, um, wait, no, that doesn't work either. Okay. So basically there's this ring and don't ask why it's magic. It like (laughs) has this power to like manipulate people and it's super powerful. And anybody has, who has this ring is like hella powerful and really influential and can be invisible and stuff. It's got like all these cool powers. It was forged in magical fire. Don't worry about it. And uh, there was a whole war over this ring like a long, long time ago. And then the ring got lost. Um, And then it got found and lost and found until it finally ended up in the hands of this uh, really hot guy named Frodo. He's super short. Uh, Or sorry, Froyo Dabbins <laughs> uh, is his like is his cool new millennial name. Um, his Twitter handle is Froyo Dabbins. Um, we decided that would be his Instagram on his way to Mordor. Oh, no. <laughs> He'd be like Snapchatting on the way. Someone's gonna parody that. Now. Ah, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> um, so Frodo Baggins and uh, basically they're like, this ring needs to be destroyed. It is way too dangerous. Mortals can't handle it. We can't risk it getting in the hands of, like, an immortal person because it's just a big no-no. So we've got to get it out. So he essentially bands up. Frodo goes off with a group of, like, nine brand-new besties. They form a cohort, and they're all like, we're going to get rid of this ring. And they trek across their planet, sort of. In a way, yeah. across their, their world. Their inner world. Yes. Yeah. To get specifically back to the mountain called Mount Doom where this ring was made because those fires are the only fires that can destroy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. The, well, I mean, like, Frodo was not meant to necessarily destroy the ring because he was small. He was a hobbit. Like, you know, the controversial. He was little. 
couldn't do it. He was a little. He was a little dude. He was super helpless. Little guy. But he was just like, you know what? If y'all's going to bicker, I'm going to handle it. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> lots of things happen. They, like, get stuck in a mountain avalanche. They get, uh, they, like, this wizard Gandalf bumps into his boss who's, like, gone totally insane. Tries to kill him. <laughs> his boss tries to kill him. They run into, like, a mine and have to fight a cave troll. And, like, someone's cousins are all dead. It was really sad. Um, so there's, like, dwarves, and there's elves, and there's hobbits, which are the little bitty hero peoples. They're all very attractive men. <laughs> Sam Weiss kind of looks like a manatee when he's wet. He's so cute. <laughs> um, and so there's, like, some, like, like some hu- the human race is represented, a wizard, all this stuff. So they're all trying to go destroy the ring, bunch of stuff goes down and eventually the fellowship of the ring which is what they called their like bando bros um like gets disbanded because of a bunch of like wars and everybody's hunting them down there's a whole bunch of other creatures who are like we want the ring you can't destroy it we're gonna do everything in our power to make sure that you don't and then uh so they're chasing them down and the movie ends with the fellowship being disbanded and a couple people have died and uh, so now we've got a couple different plot lines going. Mm-hmm. I did it. Three minutes, 40 seconds. Yeah. Boom! Three minutes, 40 seconds! I did it! There's romance. There's a pony. There's uh, some, fancy jewelry. some fancy jewelry. There's betrayal, comedic relief in the form of Meriduck and yeah. Peregrine. Yeah, Mary and Pippin are like you're like hot, funny people. Um, you got they're supposed to be sort of like the weird ones, but they're really attractive. It's like really strange to <laughs> I me. I called them adorable idiots at one point. Yeah. So. There's fireworks. There's babies. There's a large Marge impersonation. There's <laughs> there's there's sandals. There's there's some suspenders. There's this really Uh pretty, like blush colored velvet robe. That now I want one of. There's Orlando Bloom. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is the start. Now, so the armory is like a huge part of this movie. And my question to you guys is since you just watched it, if you could um, choose your armory of choice for any quest that you're about to go on. Out of all of the army, armory in Lord of the Rings, what would you choose? Cast iron skillet. <laughs> the cast iron skillet. <laughs> I got some cooking and some beating. I'm Rapunzel. <laughs> yeah. I have a dream. I've got a dream. <laughs> um. Uh, that's such a good. Are you asking about like what weapon we would pick? Yeah, what weapon would you choose? Hmm, that's weaponry. She said armory. Well, the arm, the armor, armory, and weaponry, and and weaponry, it's it's tied in together. So, I'm gonna say that I would go with a bow and arrow because I like to not have to face anyone That's ever. A good call. And so, I would like to be able to like hide out somewhere and like bling 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 bling. bling. That's the sound of my bows and arrows, obviously. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and just be able to like, 
shoot people. But if I have to, I also have something that's like all up close. So I'd go for bow and arrow. So I can passively participate yeah. in the yeah. process of pain. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Wesley? Um, I think I would want to have whatever powers the elf lady had, whose name I can't remember. Galadriel? Where she like brought the entire like oh water horses. Arwen. Which, yeah. Do you want to be an elf? Yeah. That sounds um, cool. She just like made it happen magically. She was like the light of the Evan Star. Yeah. That'd be cool. What are you about you, Kate? Um, well I always love because I feel like the design of that sword is really good. I would love to wield Narsil, but it's like a large, like it's a weighty sword. It's big. You know, like a two-handed sword. So I would go with Sting for sure. Sting? So daggers that uh, Mary and Pippin get are definitely mm. cool, though. They're pretty cool. <laughs> and when Sam doesn't get a sword, it's so sad, and you should have gotten one, but... Well, yeah. They got rope instead, and that worked out. That rope is really good. That's some good it rope. Is. The rope was, I mean, the rope was like, hats off to that rope. That's kind of like in the next movie, but, you know, it comes it comes into play. If you think the rope is not important, it is. Yeah. Oh, I guess I should mention we watched the theatrical version, not the extended version, because uh, it's a work night. <laughs> And I'm tired. It's almost my bedtime, guys. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. Um, no shame. I know. I don't normally watch the theatrical, theatrical version. Game. I don't normally watch it unless I'm on a time crunch. Uh-huh. Which, uh, which we are. <laughs> That's a weird yawn slash uh. <laughs> um... Uh, what I I don't know I don't have anything officially planned to talk about this movie. It's perfect, just about. Mm-hmm. Um, I was giving Wesley fun facts because yes, I know way too much. It was much. like pop up videos live. It was really- <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like I know so much because I spent just as much time listening to the cast and directors' commentaries mm-hmm. and watching all mm-hmm. of the. The extended behind-the-scenes features. I spent as much time watching those as I have, like, watching the movies, reading the books, reading commentaries on the books. Mm-hmm. I was learning Elvish in middle school because Spanish didn't make any sense. <laughs> no, just go for the harder one. Spanish didn't make sense to me. Spanish but... was not relevant in our lifetime, so we learned Elvish. Yes. And, um, yeah. Mind you. I still sometimes... Elvish to junior high students or high school students just to let them know how weird I am. Good. Good. You're like, oh, I have a second language. It's not real. It's real. It is. It is. It's entirely Um, real. It is fun fact, everybody. Elvish is, in fact, a fully created, a fully formed uh, language Mm -hmm. that is readable and writable and speakable. Created by Tolkien before he died. <laughs> yeah. One of these True. books has references. He, he? Uh, mm-hmm. created 14 different languages to yes. go along with the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And also, he was, I mean, he was a linguistic professor, so there was a lot of, this made, that was his vocation, so it made a lot of sense yeah. to him. And he also, 
you know, spent a lot of time creating calligraphy um, for his languages, which is what is extremely impressive. Um, and it all started as kind of a hobby to impress the kids, make up a story for the kids. Oh yeah, The Hobbit was uh, originally written like for his kids, and it was a story that he had sort of making up as a bedtime story. And then that's an intense bedtime story. Oh right. And they would edit it. Ooh. That's the thing. Christopher Tucker talks in a lot of different um, uh, uh, books. He, he, you know, he he would edit his father's work, which and, and say like, "Well, that shouldn't happen. This should happen." Like as a child, which is. So cool. Yeah. It's so so cool to be in that family. Which is probably why some of these stories are like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. Ironically, that's the same backstory of SpongeBob. What? (laughs) That he was using it to tell stories to his kids. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Um, There's this really great thing that I wanted to say that's totally escaped me about the books. Oh. Um, my friend Jen, when she was in college, she was taking a class and they were discussing Lord of the Rings in class. And this one kid in class said that, um, he was like complaining because like Lord of the Rings is boring and why are they talking about it? And like, how is this relevant to like, like the literature class they were in or whatever. And my, so my friend Jen, who's sitting in the back of the class goes, I'm sorry, have you read the books? And he's like, no. And she's like, then your opinion is irrelevant. <laughs> and he like looked back at the professor and the professor was like, she's right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you haven't read the literature that we're discussing. You're only talking about a movie that you didn't fully watch. So actually it is so irrelevant bad. information. Right. <laughs> he That's like amazing. backed her up. Um, and I guess he never complained about it again. But what I love to let people know if they talk about, you know, so the movies, I am also fully aware that the films are not actually for everyone. Like, fantasy is not for everybody. It just, like, isn't mm-hmm. It isn't for everyone's brain. Like, not everyone can immerse themselves in this way. Mm-hmm. In a story, like, mm-hmm. some people, it's like, true. some people prefer realism or they want a specific kind of action or they don't want to think really hard. <laughs> they don't want to cry. <laughs> and I'm like, I get it. I get it. You want to be entertained, sure. and you want to laugh, and you want fast-paced things, and this is not that. It has to, yes. It and be a long time to be okay with that, and that Lord of the Rings, it's okay if somebody doesn't want to watch Lord of the Rings. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but what but I love... so many other worthwhile things. But what a lot too. of people don't understand or don't realize is that Tolkien's writing style was pretty revolutionary for when these books came out. Mm-hmm. He really spearheaded the movement of like putting everything in such great detail that you know it, like you can see it very clearly. Mm-hmm. Like all mm-hmm. of the landscapes, he would go into great detail about what leaves looked like. And That's ha- why I got stuck like, and couldn't finish them because I was like, Oh, trees again. Trees again. You're like, why am I talking about grass for hours? <laughs> no, I totally get it. Like, I really get it. It's a like, yeah. and even, I mean, we read it as like 12 and 13 year olds yeah. and it was rough. Like yeah. it was rough to yeah. go from like Nancy Drew yeah. to like Tolkien suddenly. Yeah. And I totally get why everyone was reading Harry Potter because it's not quite as like descriptive intense. But that was 
something in literature that hadn't quite happened in that way before. It was a lot of like quick it's stories, a, a lot of like sort of like novellas and things were like happening at the time. Um, like it just wasn't, it was more about like people and dialogue and less about like such a detailed description that you felt like you could like be there mm-hmm. and you would never forget it. And so when the films came out, it was so easy, especially having, if you'd read any of the books to like be so immersed or why the films feel so true is because we have such an accurate, detailed, minute description of the entire world Mm -hmm. that it's simple enough to be like, Oh, I know like you can go find a place that looks like this in on the planet because it's real because like it feels real when you're reading it and you can sit Mm -hmm. down and be like, Oh, I remember that description of this place. This is exactly what it looks like. Or if you needed to recreate it on a set, you could because you had everything, like you had your whole set design was laid out for you. Mm -hmm. So that was something that was really new. And so even if people are like, I don't like it, I'm like, I get it. Respect the fact that like this immense detail was new in literature Mm -hmm. and was really created and inspired by him and so much fantasy that has happened in the last like 60 years is like directly inspired by this world Mm -hmm. because this wasn't really occurring in this way. There was Uh like, there weren't like entire worlds created. Yeah. Narnia was like the other big one. Dune, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Was like another big one. Later though. I don't think that was about Dune. Yeah. And the way that Tolkien looked at different fair creatures, elves, like, Creating actual, mm-hmm. more real descriptive um, imagery to what a golem is, to what a dwarf is. Mm-hmm. Creating, you know, he really set the stage for well, defining those uh, fantasy roles. Because before that, you know, elves were very pixie-like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of description. It was very yeah. fantasy and fairy tale. Yeah. Wizards, uh, like, shot you know, lightning out of their fingers. Like, they did weird, like, wizards only shot lightning out of their fingertips, or they told, like, Mm -hmm. or they could cast spells on people. Where, like, he specifically created Gandalf as a wizard that, like, had, like, an organic type of magic, and he didn't have total control over things, but he Mm -hmm. had influence and he had power, but he didn't, like, he wasn't in charge of everything and couldn't just make anything happen because he knew a spell to make right. it happen. Bippity-boppity-boo. Yeah. Called perfect. And, yeah. And as you see in the fellowship, Gandalf, there was an end to Gandalf the Grey. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have all the answers. He couldn't just magic. I mean, the biggest, one of the biggest things that people see say when they watch Lord of the Rings, why didn't the eagles just take <laughs> and drop it? Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and, there are limits to the powers. So Sauron was a higher wizard. There were five wizards. Sauron was a higher wizard than Gandalf was. He had different powers and abilities than Gandalf did. And there, there were limits to even the more eternal, lasting elements of this world. Um, and by the way, the eagles are like a higher, almost like godlike beings, we'll just say. And, and it was below them to help them. The fact that they even helped them at all is, like, miraculous. Yes. But the, 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 the goings-on of Middle-earth was not a concern of, of 
vegan. No. no. They were like more sentient no. beings. They were going to continue elsewhere regardless of what happened to all of these bickering beings. <laughs> and I think I refer to it as like the like the eagles had, you know, made ally had allied with Gandalf and he could call in a favor here and there when like things were really dire, but he also was very clear that like he was just asking a question, he was making a request and like they didn't have to do anything. Like, anytime he calls on them, he's also like, this might not happen. Like, it just might not. And, like, that was, I mean, he was, he's very clear. And they talk about it a little bit in the books that, like, oh, it might not go that way, but you can make the ask and see what goes Mm -hmm. down. Um, (laughs) Like, so if the Eagles had never showed up for anything, then he was going to find another way. Like, he was going to figure it out elsewhere. But he was, you know, pulling all of his resources for the things that were really, really important. But he walked around and rode horses like everybody else. Like, he couldn't fly. He couldn't, like, hitch a ride with, like, there was no, like, Sky Uber is not what the eagles are. <laughs> They're not, like, working for tips mm-hmm. out in the sky. Like, who needs a lift? Oh, for sure. You going to Mount Doom? A like- funny thing. <laughs> the funny thing about, there's a moment early on when Gandalf is trapped um, up in Sauron's tower and uh in Isengard and there's this weird moment where it almost looks like he turns it into a moth and for the longest time no one could figure out what was going on like was he sending the moth was he turning it like it was a really really and then later it snaps back to him and he's still on, on the top of Isengard <laughs> there's all these like really early on things that a lot of people didn't understand until they got immersed into Tolkien's work but weird <laughs> He became a moth just for a moment so he could go get an eagle to come back for him, for his body. Like, no, he's not that kind of wizard. He can't, like, shape shift. (laughs) He has a really beautiful horse, though. He can't. There are other beasts that could have in older times. Yes. Way back when. Before all this. We don't need to get that nerdy. Um, we don't need to talk about the world of Arda and how it was shaped and the valor. We'll just, we'll just leave that for, you know, when they make the Silmarillion movie and then you can talk about it. Yeah, someday. Someday we'll do it. Not me. I'm not going to do it. I don't have time for all that. <laughs> oh, is there, Wesley, do you have any, like, commentary on this film and, like, what it's meant you're you're a pop culture expert i don't know about that <laughs> um, our resident pop culture expert we're just like tolkien nerds <laughs> that's funny so you might even you i would think that maybe you could speak to and you know something like that um i don't know about pop culture i did mention when we were watching this that i'm pretty sure i've heard the soundtrack more than I've seen this movie. <laughs> and so it was really interesting to be like, oh, so this is what's happening when this music plays. Because oh. I've just like, it's been so long since I've seen this movie that like I had forgotten things that were happening. But like I kept recognizing the music playing. That's so funny. That's that's kind of a cool testament to Howard Shore's work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's very like recognizable, which is really great. I went through a phase where I was listening to the like Howard Shore music to fall asleep at night, mm. and somehow 
every single night I would wake up to Gollum's song from the Two Towers, which is like the credit song. Yeah. Every night I would wake up and just hear like <laughs> like this like eerie like you are alone oh, music. God. And I was like, oh my God. And I have to like stop nightmares and change the music. And I was like, is there a way? Yeah. Is there a way that I can shuffle play and not have this song? Like just be like, never ever ever play this song now (laughs) i will say this is one of the the only i guess not the only but really like lord of the rings is one of like the most referenced fantasy works yeah it's definitely one of the like the biggest i've ever seen like pop culture wise i am like endlessly tickled if somebody makes a Gollum joke in a movie or on a TV show yeah. or in a song. Well, and it's been around for so long. It's been around for so long and it like completely took the world by storm in the way that Game of Thrones is currently doing. Mm-hmm. Like it's like without Tolkien, Game of Thrones could not exist. Like no, it, it opened the door. True. True dad. But I mean like it was referenced. I feel like Lord of the Rings was even referenced in, like, Precious, based on the novel Pushed by Sapphire. Like, I feel like there's a reference in that somewhere. Like, I have watched... No, actually, that's a lie. There was a meme online, and that's why I think I that... Say, I'm pretty sure there was, like, there was, there was like a meme of, like, Gollum outside of the bus, just, oh. like, looking at Precious. <laughs> like... Amazing. <laughs> Which is the most no. horrifying. But it is. It's the most referenced thing. Like, yeah. people people who've never seen it can pick up a Lord of the Rings it's reference. It's definitely one of those things that's in the cultural mindset. Like, yeah. Superman or Mickey Mouse. Like, if anyone whatever. talks about, like, the one ring, people get it. Yeah. If somebody says, like, Gollum or My Precious, people get it. Mm-hmm. Like, people know you who know Gandalf Frodo is. And Mount Doom and, yeah. Gandalf. Like, you kn- like, there are things that people are like, I've never really seen the movie, but I understand what these mm-hmm. references are. And I'm like, how is mm-hmm. this, like, saturated mm-hmm. so thoroughly in such a way that everyone's like, yeah, I know what a hobbit is. Or, like, yeah. they get like they get it. They get something about it. Yeah. And they're, like, familiar enough to, like, at laugh at a in joke. in our generation, it's partially because these movies all came out. Yeah. And were super hyped. Yeah. During formative years. Oh, and the Two Towers came out close to 9-11, like right after 9-11, I think, is when the Two Towers film came out. It was really close to that. No, because this would have come out in 2001. That, like, winter or something? Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, because it was 2001, 2002, 2003. But it was, like, right... It was really close. Like, they were filming it, and they were making the Two Towers close to 9-11. Yeah. Which I remember those parallels happening where people were like, wait a second, what's going on here? And I was like, don't... It's not the same. Don't worry about it. (laughs) It's not the same. It's not the same. Um, Man, this movie's so good. So, I'm curious. What moments are lasting for you, Katie, and for you? Like, what moments from the story are things that you remember more frequently in your life? Sometimes when I cry, I imagine that I'm Frodo after Gandalf dies. And I, like, imagine that I'm, like, that beautiful and vulnerable when I'm crying. And I'm like, yeah, 
Yeah, because I cry a lot. That scene, and it was oh yeah intense. Yeah, we got a that that one's like should be a poster somewhere of just like I'm sad. Frodo's crying. <laughs> yeah. There is a poster of just Frodo being sad. <laughs> I'm and not surprised. Frodo being sad. Mm-hmm. I wish that I could cry like that. I do the blubbery red blobs of things that are just like <laughs> my face contorts when I cry. It's terrible. Yeah, you do more of like a, like a good old like, uh, like Mary crying, <laughs> where he's just yelling, yeah. like no. They're just thro- like shaking back and forth and and complete blubbering. <laughs> no, I just like I I've gotten a good Frodo cry down where I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I'm just gonna let it out and be beautiful. <laughs> um, that for me, anytime, anytime there's crying, um, I would also say the the scene with um, Frodo and Sam in the boat at the end, when like Frodo's run away and he's like, "No, Sam, you can't come with me," and and Sam is all like, "No, like I'm coming, I'm making my way," and he like cannot swim and he nearly drowns himself trying to get to his best friend just because. Like he made a promise that he wasn't going to leave his side, and he like he was not about to break his word. Like that is a hobbit of integrity. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, "No, I'm sticking it out. Like I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea what's happening. I don't know where we're going. I don't really understand why any of this needs (laughs) to happen. But I made you a promise, and I'm not stopping. And that to me is like, Uh oh, it's good." It was my yeah. first experience with integrity. <laughs> yeah, those are my those are my big my big ones. Frodo crying and then Sam mm-hmm. crying. I love crying. <laughs> I love crying. Crying is good. It's good to cry. What about you, Wesley? What about you, Wesley? Um, I think I tend to remember. So the other thing about this movie is it came out on DVD when I was in high school, which meant. Every male teacher I had bought it on DVD and showed it in class whenever we had downtime or needed something right before a holiday. Oh, that's so I've good. seen the first like 45 minutes of this movie a lot of times. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I yeah. got real burnout on it after that. But um, that's how I felt about Finding Nemo. Oh, I believe that. Because it. It was yeah. like the study hall it was movie. Like the thing. Like between this and like Remember the Titans. That's oh. But so I tend to remember the early parts of the book of the movie. So my favorites are always like the like in the little hobbit holes and like all the tiny furniture and like oh. bopping your head on the chandelier because you're too big for the room and like just oh. all that kind of Of which stuff. was an accident and he just kept going sorry. Ian McKellen is amazing. That's amazing. Yes, that was an accident <laughs> in the shot. What a great an accident. accident. He, he just, just kept, <laughs> he kept it up. Yeah. There's so many parts of this movie that I was like, this was an accident. This was an accident. Yeah. This was an accident. And they just kept it. They were like, great. we're like, they kept going. And that was the best take. Is the most human yeah. take. <laughs> Which really helps it be like less like, this is a fantasy movie and more realistic. Yeah. It's that like pretty nice. woman concept when like the box... Like snaps yeah. on her fingers, and it, like it made the scene so much better yeah. than it could have ever been without that moment. Right. Yeah. And it's that concept of like we got the truest reaction 
And so we'll keep it. <laughs> yeah. Kate? Yeah? What about you? Okay, so I'm, I'm, it's hard to narrow it down. Um, but the um, Council of Elrond, uh-huh. when um, everyone, everyone is fighting, like they're arguing over who should take it, who should destroy it, what's going on, and Frodo just so clearly sees that it's his task and that he needs that he he needs to do it, and so he volunteers. Um, and then the look on Gandalf's face when that all happens mm-hmm. is beautiful because it's such a like parental. Oh, they don't know what they're doing. Them. Like, oh, <laughs> no, like they don't even know. But um, just that that self sacrifice is is really beautiful in that moment. And then the the immediate response of all of his like friends, Sam and. Mary and Pippin running, like, they obviously, like, they weren't invited, but they came anyway, <laughs> and they were like, we're gonna go, you know, again, with, it ties into what Katie said with Sam, is, he has no idea why this is all happening, he doesn't understand, <laughs> but then, it, because the people that he cares about the most is in it, um, and then there is, you know, when they're in the thick of it, and they're in the minds of Morna, and, um, Frodo says, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had ever happened. And Gandalf <laughs> says, so do all who come to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All you have to do is decide what to do with the time that is given to you. And it's just a great life quote. <laughs> and it, it was a lot of... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of cementing of... Because for me, my, like... Lord of the Rings created a lot of really, really dark imagery and a lot of, like, real-world themes, and it illustrated that for me for a very, like, um, sheltered individual who, you know, didn't battle with a lot of very visual um, contrast in life. It created that for me and cemented a lot of the way I think about certain things and and the hope in the world and, and the hope in individuals. And so that... That really cemented a lot of, like, my life theology. Amen. <laughs> because I'm Frodo. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're so Frodo. Oh, my goodness. Um, do we have any closing remarks before we wrap up this podcast? You can sing happy birthday to me. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. Oh no. Stevie Wonder Man. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Um I guess my closing remark is uh everybody go see this movie. It's in theaters now. Um <laughs> it's on Netflix. It's it's on Netflix. It's not. I was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's super isn't. At this point... I don't think it's on any streaming devices right now. No. I'm sure someone... No, you gotta buy it. You could download it Nine. illegally. At this point... The DVDs have to be so cheap that, like... And I'm sure you have someone <laughs> it, it in your life really who is. owns the extended version of all of these movies. Listen, so, everybody... Just ask. You know... Everybody in the world is, like, one or two degrees away from the extended version. <laughs> it's true. Like, the extended yeah. editions are prevalent and... <laughs> 
It's like, go borrow them. Like, that's easy. Like, you know yeah. someone who has yeah. an HBO subscription, so you just can watch Game of Thrones. You also know <laughs> someone. It's somewhere on your block. Just door to door. Like, the door, <laughs> like <laughs> put on your name tag, grab your Book of Mormon, ring some doorbells, and, and ask people. Oh, the library might have it. Block check Blockbuster. Um, family video. Blockbuster uh, Blockbuster. I know. That's the joke, Kate. <laughs> family video is still open though, so go check that. Yeah, there. Um, yeah. Go, you know, go ask your aunt. Your like weird aunt. You probably have like a cousin who does like RPG stuff. Go ask them. Um, ask your IT guy. I bet he has it. Like, you can watch this movie <laughs> anywhere. Like, anywhere. In the comfort of your own home. Nobody needs to know. Tweet us if How you do, you though. Cry. How much you cry. Tweet us. Tweet us when it happens. Um, and, yeah, soldier on. Young hobbit. I'm getting emails. Man, I'm getting emails off the wazoo. Oh, boy. Man. Huh, I'm so popular. It's my birthday week. That's why. It's my birthday week. My birthday week. Okay. <laughs> so I finally like told my as of recording today it is one week away from my birthday and I told my boyfriend this morning I was like so it's the week before my birthday so it's basically my birthday and then the week after my birthday is also basically my birthday so I have two weeks of it <laughs> practically being my birthday and <laughs> my sister's here yeah I have a whole month but really, as I'm getting older, I'm condensing it into two weeks, so I feel like I'm doing much better. <laughs> and like, so it's like you don't understand. Like, I get to be selfish for two weeks, and I get to go do all the things I want and have all of the fun. And that's just what I do once a year. I'm wildly selfish for a couple of weeks, <laughs> and I embrace it fully. And he's like, "Oh, oh, God!" And I was like, "Listen, you can leave. <laughs> like, you don't need to, but please don't. You, I want you to stick around for all this." I think every boyfriend should experience my birthday. <laughs> That's not true. I don't think that at all. Um, but some of them, some of them. So, yeah, it's my birthday week. Thank you for watching this movie with yeah, me, Wesley. It's been good. It's like a Thank little insight you. into your brain to do oh all your movies God. about your birth, for your birthday. Yeah, this week we've watched, uh, this week, this kind month. of, this month we've watched You've Got Mail. We watched Rocket Man. We watched Lord of the Rings. I'm excited for next year, and I'm excited for November for Wesley's birthday. Yeah, I haven't picked out, <laughs> yet, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'll probably pick three wildly different genres just to make everyone crazy. Yeah. Um. So we get to ask the famous question, Caitlin. <laughs> how many Channing Tatum's do you give the Fellowship of the Ring? Oh, how many? Oh man, is there? Is there a Mm, no, can, it's a okay. it's a sliding scale of whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely give the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, theatrical edition. Um, gonna go full ten, Channing Tatum. Nice, 10. nice. I'm gonna give the theatrical edition um thirteen Channing Tatum's. <laughs> Because that's probably the number of people like, I find attractive in this movie immediately. I think that's how many Oscars 
Yeah, Jersey one on that one. Yeah, hold on. Well, maybe the nominee. Well, that was the Return of the King. Hold on, I'm gonna list that them all. The There's the Elijah King. Wood. Yeah, the sweep. There's the Oscar the, sweep that. This is the only movie that I don't need IMDb for. Ready to name the cast. <laughs> so hold on, I have to count all the attractive people, and that's the number of Channing Tatum's it's gonna get. Uh, Elijah Wood, Sean Astin, Dominic Monaghan, Billy Boyd, Orlando Bloom, Viggo Mortensen. Sean Bean. We're going to go Ian McKellen's attractive. He's a foxy dude. Uh, uh, the guy who plays Hall Deer. Uh, Liv Tyler. Kate Blanchett gets three Channing Tatum, so add three. Because <laughs> she's perfect. And I can't wait for Thor because she's perfect. Um, uh, who else is super attractive in this movie? I'm sure there's more. Probably. Oh. Andy Serkis, we're going to throw him in there. He's, like, in there momentarily. Um, oh, so good, though. So um, good. That Urukai, like, he's built. That man's toned. <laughs> All right, how many Channing Tatums is that, Hannah? Fifteen. Fifteen Channing Tatums! Dang. The extended edition gets twenty. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is my highest Channing Tatum rating to date. Oh. Um, and Kate Blanchett just took it over the edge. Orlando Bloom might get two because he was like my first Channing Tatum. Oh. Orlando Bloom is the original Channing Tatum. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, how many do you give it, Wesley? I'm going to give it like six. Ooh. Because uh, while I like, I appreciate this movie, but it's just not my movie. I get it. But like I give it a good score because it's good. You are a wonderful, supportive friend, and I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> and I'm sure Channing Tatum does as well. <laughs> well. Good. That's what I was going for. He's smiling down him. on us. Is Channing Tatum <laughs> smiling? Is he a guardian angel? <laughs> now I want that to be a thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Channing Tatum could totally be one of the elves. Can't yeah. you see that though? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. I like you could rock oh. one of those like forehead jewel things. Yes. That'd be great. Oh, he needs to be a warrior princess. <laughs> I want that. I want that so hard. Be He'll be a merman, so we're getting close. We're getting closer and closer. Um, how do you want to how do we want to wrap this up? Uh Kate. Don't know. Kate, Kate, yeah. is there uh anywhere that you would like people to follow you on the internet? <laughs> oh yeah, so um, I can be found at, on Instagram at Katie. I think it's Katie Made Things. I think it's Katie Made Things. Um, <laughs> we'll double check and link it. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Katie Made Things on Instagram. That's where I am the most active on social media, and you will learn a lot. Yep, Katie Made Things. Also, you can find. You can find her professional life at Free Press Coffee. House.com. That, if you follow me things, there will be a lot of coffee things on that. That is my other obsession. <laughs> coffee. Cool. Should we listen to coffee podcasts when she's over? It's great. Right. Uh, oh, we probably should. It will get real good. Well, you, yeah, the, but you, uh, I don't know. What you do the Columbus coffee tour. <gasps> yes! Oh my God! Oh, Kate's coming to visit for Labor Day weekend nice. for my birthday. She was going to come into town this weekend and surprise me, um, but we had we got to shift for some obligations that she gets to she gets to go support her husband, and I support that. Nice. So for Labor Day, she's yeah. coming to spend the weekend with me for my birthday. Okay, we're gonna extend birthday celebrations. 
until Labor Day. We gonna wear white like after Labor Day. Um, we're gonna go on. Yeah, we're gonna. It's gonna be fun. Um, so you can find us uh, online. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Viewing Party Pod. You can also see our website. Uh, where we will have show notes, links to all the stuff we reference. Pictures of all these books that we had. On Pictures the of our reference material. <laughs> um, you can find all that. All that is available to you at viewingpartypod.com. We are also super blessed to be part of the hashtag LadyPodSquad. Mm-hmm. It is a squad. It is a squad of pods run by ladies from all over the world. Yeah. Um, so you can check them out using that hashtag on Twitter and on Facebook, Lady Pod Squad. Um, and uh, we're going to be on Amanda's Picture Show a Go-Go again soon. Mm-hmm. So you can look out for that. We love Amanda. She's super cool. Um, is there anything else we have? Do we want to plug anything else? Anything else going down? I don't think so. At least not that I'm aware of right this moment. Um, yeah, coming this fall, you can look out for the Columbus Podcast Festival is, uh, something that I'm working very closely with and we will be having some podcast showcases coming up in the Columbus area this autumn. So be on the lookout for that. We can link to those. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, Katie. Thank you everybody for listening to me geek out about my favorite things. (laughs) my favorite things yeah. with my favorite people um this has been awesome Yay. i feel really loved i'm really yeah. excited i'm super excited check the black gate check the what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know i think that's all i got so uh yeah. join us next week when we watch something else and talk about something different yeah until then this has been viewing yeah. party with do you Kate. want with Kate with Caitlin the cousin cousin oh, Caitlin? Okay. Do you want Do you want to say it with us? Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're gonna do it one more time. Do it one more time for good for good measure. Okay. All right. This has been viewing party. Viewing party. <laughs> <laughs> that was even I love the delay with Kate. All right. Perfect. Um. Bye. We'll see you next week. Bye. bye.